Yo, to all my creatives, on Wednesday, February 26th, we will be doing a Black Window Cream exclusive live stream with two-time award-winning VFX superstar, Kavika Bonas. This live stream will be about an introduction to VFX. If you are an aspiring VFX artist or a video creator that wants to learn how to implement VFX into your current work, then you definitely want to tune into this stream. Some of the artists that Kavika has worked with are Chris Brown, DaBaby, Lil Wayne, Big Sean, Travis Barker, Rick Ross, million others. I can't even list them all. Kavika will be breaking down the three most important fundamental skills of all VFX work, how to develop your skills by creating spec work, and how to build clients as a VFX artist. Our conversation will be free-flowing as we dive into these topics and answer your questions along the way. And at the end of the discussion, we will be doing a live Q&A where you'll be able to hop in via video chat and talk to Kavika and me directly and ask any question you want. If you want to join this live stream, make sure to register. We will see you there. Black Window Cream going hammer in 2020. And we are back with another morning roast edition of the Black Window Cream podcast, where every Wednesday morning we deep dive into creative topics with the goal of giving you motivation and inspiration. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, aka Ben Real Verse World, and this is my co host, David Malave. What up, Dave? What's happening, bro? Nothing. We chilling. Yo, I just want to give a shout out to my parents. Yes. My parents are new weekly Black Window Cream listeners. Everyone, so, round of applause. Shout out to mom and dad. They don't do creative stuff, but they listen every week. So. <laughs> Thank you. And, what, and without mom and dad, none of this would be possible. Also, shout out and shout out to Ben's mom because she's probably listening also. Yeah, my mom does and my dad occasionally. Uh, all right. Today's topic <laughs> is called perfecting your invoices. Why is that the topic you may ask? Well, it's because, um, I mean, coming up as a freelance creator, it's not really easy to figure out how to get paid for your work. And sometimes it involves submitting invoices. And I've learned the hard way about how to go about doing that and to get paid and to get paid in a timely fashion, to get paid at all. Uh, and, and so we're gonna dive into that right after uh, this intro. But if this is your first time tuning in the podcast, you're probably wondering, what the fuck is Black Window Cream? Great question. Black Window Cream is the illest educational resource for content creators fueled by caffeine. Or at least I take my coffee Black Window Cream, but you can drink or not drink whatever caffeine you fuck with and still be a part of our community. We have thousands of members from all around the world working together by sharing content, asking for feedback, passing tips and tricks along to one another with the goal of pushing each other to become the best motherfucking content creators on earth. And you can join our private group if you want to by going to bwnc.com slash join. We would love to fucking have you. Please join. And without further ado, I bring to you this morning roast episode in the second most epic podcast that you're ever created right motherfucking now. some fucking notes you bitch i remember you telling me that you didn't like your parents didn't listen to the podcast right like yeah i think i think they it was kind of like a moment where i had finally posted something about morning roast because i haven't often and then i told them i was like i you know what you can hear me speak like every week being ben <laughs> and then i think finally they got it and then they started and then my mom started listening she's like super into her ipad and watching youtube all the time when she's working on the right. side same with my dad so like or my dad not really but um he said he's been listening every week so so they're indulging on the youtube side of things yeah i think so i don't know i think i told my dad that he can listen to it like 
he's, he's driving like to different clinics and stuff. He could listen. Right. But uh, well, if you're listening, if anyone else is listening on audio and has always wondered, is there a video version of this? You yes, there see, is. You can see right now. You can see me wearing a Kobe shirt and Ben's wearing a. So a little fly uh, Ivy Park jacket. Yep, and you can go on there and subscribe just like Dave's mom. That'd be nice. Uh, yeah, it's been a good it's been a good time. I think the last time I recorded was before I went to Hawaii. Uh, yes, Hawaii is fucking dope, dude. You, you feel refreshed. Feel very refreshed. Um, well, we got back here and then went straight to it. Went to uh, Caleb's birthday party. Yeah, that week was was a lot. Introduced uh, Beyonce to Lauren. That was tight. And then we went and had a premiere for the school of greatness or the um chasing greatness film that i co-directed you should check it out greatness.com i don't we know also, if it's still up last wednesday we did a podcast about um just that whole documentary process so yeah it came out it was awesome so the, the premiere was really cool darren made a really last uh, behind the scenes video go watch it on his instagram so he can get some follows um at darren conrad underscore underscore yeah he hasn't posted yet, yet one though. one underscore <clears throat> dumb uh <laughs> change it <laughs> change it uh <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, it was it was dope. And then you've done what? Goddamn! Like you were on like three different music video sets. How'd yeah. That, how'd that go? It's good, man. Just learning, working, trying to take advantage of everything. Getting a bag. Get securing some bags. Securing some bags. Um. Okay. So anyway, we were talking. I don't know what made us think of invoice. Oh, because I had it written in the. In the <laughs> we have like a document that has all of our ideas for morning roast, and sometimes we go through them and like question why I wrote things. And I had written the art of invoicing, and Dave's kind of like what (laughs) but i do think that there's a discussion to be had here because i've seen it especially if you just go search invoices and black window cream in the facebook group right now there's a lot of people that have written something like i even saw one person that was like hey i don't even know what how do i make the thing that you send someone to get paid for a job i did like people just don't didn't even know about that and i don't know if that's something that most of you listening are kind of I'm assuming you know what an invoice is, but there, I've ran into some stuff like learning how to do it myself, like especially when I started running my own LLC and started getting hired for like random freelance work. Uh, I remember making, I think now everyone needs to understand that creating invoices has never been easier ever in life, okay? There's plenty of free platforms, platforms, platforms? Is that what I'm saying? Yeah, platforms, services, services, websites, apps. There's Excel templates, there's like, <laughs> Tons of options for you, which we'll get into the ones that we like or whatever. But at the time when I started, it's actually crazy how long I was custom. I custom made this ill ass invoice, which now is a damn template and looks pretty much the (laughs) same as what, but it was fire. I even had like a wrinkly paper background. Uh, maybe Darren, I'm going to give you an old invoice to put up during this because it's going to be funny to look at. Uh, but I would make this custom invoice and I would have to go into Photoshop every time to rebuild it, rebuild it to build a client. I had no idea what I was doing. And then I would save all of them and I had a folder and I had it on a hard drive in case I, for a backup and just to keep track of my expenses, but I didn't know what I was doing. And that process was such a pain in the ass. It was so tedious to like go and make a proper invoice at the time. It was so stressful and annoying. And then, then I think at one point Andrew was like, yo, I, I use an app. He's like, will you bill me? Or he, he said, yo, will you invoice me for whatever the job was at the time? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I will tonight. And like, can't you just do it right now? And I'm like, no, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, just send me the invoice or whatever. Just use this app. And I was like, an app? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? And I like looked. You just fill out the basic info on, on an app and you can send an invoice. But man, I would go home and have to spend like 40 minutes trying to make it look fire. And That's hilarious. It's pretty dumb. But uh, you still have like on your invoice, you still have like your old logo on there. 
yeah i still use the same logo that i made from from like the google photography days yeah that's hilarious it's a dope little uh iris i have my i have my old logo on there too i'm just making i'm just joking but it's funny yeah but at least (laughs) i feel like i feel like at at the beginning you really want you like when you first do your first invoice you want to look all creative like oh i want it to look all, all cool and then now the more you make them you realize it's just like yo it's just straight up like simple as possible clear what the information is what'd you do how much did it cost where do i send the money yeah that's all you need i mean i was sending invoices without my address on it so then people would be like hey where did we send the money and i'd be like right. oh yeah uh, i should make that part of the invoice shouldn't i sorry i'm custom making these on photoshop <laughs> <laughs> or i left that thing invisible on on the on the um the thing but i i look at it like uh it, it's a great way to create a presentation like you want it to look clean and, and cut and and make sure that you're all your information is correct and updated like even moving like if you move you it's the new year you yeah, move whatever you never know I mean, sometimes you get paid direct deposit sometimes you get paid by check your invoice reflects your current mailing address so if my invoice has the san antonio on it then <coughs> my check's gonna be mailed to san antonio you the other I mean? the other thing first let's talk like, about like, first off let's talk about places uh, that we places use. you get them yeah yeah so we like we've been using wave shout out to wave there's no fucking money behind this i wish there was but i don't know how they give you money because that shit is free right damn this might as well have been an ad (laughs) (laughs) no but for real it was uh i think jr recommended wave to me shout out to jr and i think that they do it's like a multi it's basically like the competitor against quickbooks which i just bought and i haven't even like filled it out quickbooks but i think you can invoice through all kinds of different platforms um just literally google invoicing for free and there's plenty of options that show up but Wave is super simple. It shows you like what you haven't been paid, invoices that have been paid. You can email it straight from the app. You fill out all the information. You can choose a bunch of different templates for like styles that might fit yeah. your brand or whatever. Um, super simple to use. And it's so free and you can literally do it on your phone or you can do it on your computer. It keeps a log. You can send attachments to PDFs, download PDFs if you want which is pretty sick. And you can do accounting stuff on that platform too for like a bonus. Yeah, it's really cool. And even invoice or uh, receipts. Like I think they have a platform for receipts. But anyway, <clears throat> change my life. Sign up for that. It's just super simple. And then you, I mean, at the end of the year when you're doing taxes and shit, it's like so easy because everything that you've spent, been paid for is right there. Right. And you can also keep keep a log of all your clients too. So when you input a client, it uh it, you keep track of all your clients and their business, their email, their emails and addresses and their contacts. And then you have a list of all the even voices for the year. So you know exactly what, how much you've been paid. Um, and you can keep a record of like the services that you've offered and the prices you were offering. Right. <clears throat> like you build stuff. like the Rolodex of, yeah, like, the Rolodex all of like what you do. Yeah. Right. So it's basically, you know, it's just quick for accounting and whatnot. But I think um, the other thing that's really good about it is that you can set and we talk about this all the time you can set like a net like a lot of different jobs will have a net 15 net 45 net 30 depending on like what the job is which basically means that you can expect payment delivery from that invoice 15 days or net 30 days after the job is completed so sometimes that sucks because you might do a job and you're like oh cool i'm getting five thousand dollars and it's net 45 and you you can't get the 45 days net period rolling until you've submitted the final product and it's all done right and so that could be like 75 days technically if depending on how long it took the job to do or editing took or whatever it may be before you could ever see that check which is a pain in the ass um so the goal is always to have a quick turnaround on net like if you can get a net 15 or less you're winning um some people pay immediately and that doesn't matter but it's a good way for you to like set an alarm for the client when they see that 
it's due on this certain day and you can add that to your, which I didn't know what that meant until I moved out here. Shit. Like years after I moved out here, I was like, what is this? Yeah. I just learned it from school, but right. You, you start understanding like the, the, the common, like di- different companies, like the bigger they get, it seems like the nets get longer. And it also is like a super motivator in terms of like turnarounds, like right. you were talking about. Cause you know, a lot, when I first got out here, I was like, I need to turn this video around in two days because then the clock starts. You know what I mean? Like you're trying to rack up and if you're, it's going to be net 30 and you take in a week and a half to deliver the video, then that's, you're essentially getting net 45 from right. the day you shot because you have to we edit for a week and then it's 30 days from that point, Sucks. which is what I want to get into. Cause I feel like that's important to, to get into upfront with your client is to kind of like communicate or understand or just ask what net payment uh, terms they have. Because sometimes if you're you know, setting a job and you get a certain rate, but they're like, yo, like what if they were just like, yo, it's net 60 and you're already like giving them a discounterment or you're, you're like under, like they're trying to come get you to come down and you're like, I'm not seeing that money for, for two months. Like, right. Is that worth it for me? Or if someone's like, yo, I'm, I, I don't, we don't have that much, but our, we'll can pay you in 14 days. It's like, maybe you'll just go knock it real quick yeah, and you get that check faster. So it's important for you to know that and also to stay on top. And I want you to get into this because you've told me a couple of times where like, you'll just be so busy that you won't even realize like, Yo, who owes me money? And you'll go into like a, a place like Wave, and you'll be like, "Oh, it's been forty-five. It's been thirty-six days since right. this invoice, and you need to hit them up." And that's always important too. You really got to stay on top of that because, uh, you know, for freelancers, like your cash flow is so important. I feel like, and we're always working, and net payments are always like in different time frames, and and you need to know like when am I expecting my money? When right. is the money coming so you can like plan your expenses? You know, right? Because we'll work. Let's say I did three jobs in the last month. All those have their own net payment dates. And I've done that work, but the money hasn't come yet, right. which means there are still expenses happening in life that you got to like know when that money's going to come in. You know what I mean? And that's, that's um, like, I guess I, I feel like people, as we're talking about this, I'm like, this is pretty, it feels like such common sense to me, but I'm hoping that there's some people out here that this is enlightening to because learning the hard way of like understanding submitting invoices on time and delaying, sometimes I'd feel like, oh, I'll just get to that later. Like, I don't want to hit them with the bill yet. I want to like let that resonate or let the piece I did resonate or something, some dumb excuse I give myself not to give a client. Or I just forget. Like I did a job two weeks ago and I literally have it. I just put it on my Trello board today to make sure that I write an invoice. I'm like, yeah. oh fuck, I did not submit an invoice. And I like p- apologize to them. Like, yo, I'll get you that right away. And I just delay it. Cause at the end, I'm always knowing oh, I did that job, I'm gonna get paid. But that's not the fucking case. There is a time, an instance that this will, I'll never forget this as I worked with the corporate company and did like three different jobs maybe more tedious things whatever and i just had this ongoing bill with them and they they're the net is like there it was like net 45 so there's like several times that i've done all these jobs and i took a loss because i would wait for so long and then their physical year of basically like these big corporate companies get like budgets every fiscal quarter fiscal year we get these uh, quarterly budgets or yearly budgets and it comes from the top of the year, first quarter, quarter right. one. That's why you always see music videos going crazy in quarter one because they got yeah, the yeah. budget and they become really small at the end of the year. That's funny. Um, they would get this massive budget, right? So in the year before I had done all the, I did all this work in one year and then rolling into the next year, I'm trying to follow up to get paid for it. And there was confusion with who did what and all this shit about how I submitted it and when contracts were in place. And then it became past that point in the when their their budget ran out and they had no more money to pay it and i took the l yeah it's crazy. like ultimately i took the l after trying to find all these right ways of getting this shit taken care of 
I ended up, oh my God, I thought we weren't recording audio. Whoo! I just had a heart oh, attack for a shit. second. Um, I realized that I was never going to see that money, and it was like upwards 20 racks, like easy 20 racks that I took the L on, which I don't know if I've ever talked about on this motherfucking podcast, but that shit will wake your ass up to understand. And then the reason was, oh, because contracts were in place, and I would just trust the sort, like trust the person that hired me that they would take care of it and they thought someone else was taking care of it and that person had no idea that they had to take care of it. And so there's this big ass miscommunication, uh, a communication mess that resulted in me not getting paid. And I would have invoices and I'd submit them, but I didn't realize that I had to tie contracts to it or I didn't realize that they had to be submitted by a specific time where I would just wait and wait and just be like, oh, I mean, I did the work. I'm gonna get paid for it. And then you submit it and like, do we, we don't have that money anymore. That money's been spent because you never invoiced. Why are you invoicing us a hundred days later than instead of 10 or some shit? And I was right. like, I don't know. I just realized I need to get paid for it. And I just and hit you, you. You think that you, we agreed to this. I did the work. It was this much. I mowed that. Yeah. It's crazy. I think another reason why punctuality maybe is not so obvious, I think is because you're not, you're never sure of like the process that has to go on, like behind their doors for the, for the payment to happen. You know what I mean? And right. the longer you wait, the more you're like putting that up, in a situation like that, up to, uh, up to the hands of chance, or you're delaying the process that has to happen. For example, if you work with the, like a big label or whatever, they have their entire payment portal that from the, once you invoice, then that person has to email another person for them to create you account, for them to make a purchase order. That takes a couple days. Then you gotta sign up for that. Then you gotta submit your invoice, and that takes a couple days to get approved. And all that time is time that is delaying your payment. Right. And if you're waiting, you, you think as all let's say you think I'm gonna get paid in three weeks or four weeks or whatever, right. and you're like, oh, I'll send it in a week, and then you don't realize that there's a whole other week of things that need to happen for that to, for that thing to kick in gear. Then you're you're delaying it even further. You well, know what I mean? And and these projects will run out of like, so um, say for instance you do like a music video, that budget is being spent right then and there, and you they need invoices immediately like some people like, hey can you send me an invoice right now right. like they're they're so used to being able like now having apps and shit for people to be able to send over the invoice so that whoever is doing the line producing can like take all that info in and be able to write the checks and send it out and they know they have the invoice accounted for and they can send the checks out immediately otherwise it's like you're sitting on money that someone's gonna, gonna take spend. and yeah. if you don't collect your check then that money is just sitting there and like there's a i think there's even a, a law there's like a certain amount of time before I think it's like a year after a project book wraps or something that they can like, like you can't even fight it anymore. Yeah, like there's probably the statute limitations. Yeah, you like waited way too fucking long to come right. and claim your check or some shit. But it doesn't, it's not, we don't say that to be scary. It's just the fact that if you just don't be lazy from in a freelance position, it becomes very easy to become chilling. Like if you, you could literally just be like, oh, what do I have to do today? And I do this all the time, still to this fucking day. I'll do this all, what do I have to do today? Oh, I have to write an invoice. And I'll be like, I just did that job last week. I'm gonna, they fucking, I know this client, they're gonna pay me money. You know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna do it. But it, usually I see the tendency be like, if I have a client that's brand new and they like, hey, thanks for coming to do the job. No worries, boom. All right, cool, now what? And I'm like, I'm a, what's your email? And I send them the invoice like within an hour. And right. they're like, all right, cool. And they get the ball rolling and then that check's paid. And I'm like, all right, cool. I know that I can be, I don't have to be so pressing next time because I have to get X, Y, and Z done. And th even though it takes fucking five minutes to fill out an invoice, it's still just, I have to write the invoice and I have to draft up an email and attach that shit and make sure everything's right. And you know yeah. what I mean? Or also send your W9 with it. Send a W9. That's just a tip just because you're going to send it and they're going to ask for it anyway. So yeah, just send, send the W9. Yeah. 
And but it's it's all just like but I think on a small micro level too. There's another level to it where if you're working with like local businesses or or shit. Some people don't even need invoices because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Like a rapper could book a shoot with you and you're trying to like get paid and they might just like Venmo you or something. Right. And if you go around asking for a check, they're like, I've never written a check. And Regardless you, you though, try to get your bag. Right. I think also that there's another maybe an angle that that just made me think of something is like an invoice too is not only like for you to get paid, but it's also like a record of services you provided and how much you got paid for it, which proves, proves uh, like useful in tax, taxes later on. But also like, uh, contract type thing where this that rapper or a small business was like yeah I'll pay you for X right and you have a pay, this is your invoice is like your proof of like we agreed like here's your name this is exactly what we agreed to it's this much and you have something to point to that says like the date that you so it's like to, a, it's like a, a written record to you know? piggyback off that because I've also dealt this is also my, one of my learning curves was like when I was working with another artist it was this is early on it was like oh how much how much are we gonna do it? And it was over the phone. You're getting paid this much money. All right, cool. And then when it came down to it, it was like, all right, hey, I need to collect the check. I need to collect the check. I didn't even send an invoice for some reason because we always knew what it was. And then they gave me a check and it was mad short. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I think I even tried to put it in an invoice or, or something, but it didn't matter because we had no record of it. And we were talking about talking about we were talking about getting into estimates and what an estimate was and the right. difference of it, which I think should be a different conversation because creating estimates solves that problem. If you wrote the the estimate is truly what the the first portion of it is you send the estimate and the client is agreeing you want them to agree on motherfucking paper in the email or whatever yes we're down that's like your first very verbal commitment contract, to, the, yeah. to the price yeah but then you want to go and the ideal goal is be to go and create a real contract that, that both parties sign etc but at least you have proof in an email where you said, hey, I sent you an ed- estimate. The job's going to cost me X amount of money. And you said, okay, cool. And then we did the job. And now you're telling me, no, we never agreed on that. No, it's all right there in the email. And that was what happened to me on the first one. It was like, right. well, we never said that, did we? I was like, you sly motherfuckers. Like, you f- you finesse this shit. But I think that's, that's part of it. But yeah, I think having... It's great to have your invoices to just check back on instead of like I used to do it where I would put everything in a spreadsheet by month and it was like this whole thing where I'd like outline all the jobs I did because they're all little jobs that were like little money that added up to bigger money right so I'd like okay cool I mean 200 bucks here well, yeah yeah let's put that in January and I'm like all right wait did I make anything or and then I wouldn't write anything for two months because I'd be distracted and I didn't do it and I'm like fuck what did I get paid for and I'm like digging up old checks and you forget which people Venmoed you or you forget which people right. did a online and it's such a pain in the ass but if you use one platform and commit to it um, you can track all that shit and it saves so much time and energy later when you need to reference that stuff, you know? Right. And I think, yeah, just tying in that little estimate deal because we should do a conversation on that because I feel like it kind of ties into the process. We will. <clears throat> but um, another thing too is like making your invoices look like official as possible. For example, like you're, maybe you're, you, a client reaches out to you by DM and then you move to email and you're locking something in and then you send, let's say you send a bid or estimate off front and then it says like Haggerty made it LLC address blah 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 it has like it looks nice and clean like oh okay I'm, I'm messing with someone who like has their stuff together you know what i mean right and same way on the back end if you're sending an invoice and i'm just like oh it's dave like i hired him for something but like no it's blah 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 productions etc all that stuff and it's official and it's written out by date and you has your your like your services rendered etc like you just have that layer of like professionality that um is valuable i feel like in terms um. of I wanted to get into the last part because don't, we don't need to riff on this too long, yeah. but uh, <clears throat> how to structure invoices too. Like the beauty of an invoice is that you can add your line items, cool, which 
you may have negotiated in the in, up front, but then sometimes you have to do extra services like in a project, but most likely you're communicating that. So say, say here's a scenario. You're working with the person that's the lead of the project, right? And you're, you got hired to, I don't know, edit a video. Cool. You start editing the video. Then they realize that they needed to have music, uh, some free music. So you purchase a song. Um, but they gave you permission and then you're, you know, you're going to get paid. So now your payment is, I don't know, to edit the videos, a hundred dollars. I'm just saying numbers, $100 and to buy the song was $25. So now you're going to get paid $125. That's like the rate. If you just submitted an invoice that just said edit job, $125. And that's like your submission to the client. If someone else in their party looks at it and they're like, wait, I thought we paid this motherfucker a hundred dollars. Why is it 125 or why is it five fifty five hundred or what, you know I mean? Whatever the number is, if you don't break down each line, it creates confusion and frustration at later on when someone's trying to pick apart why they paid someone X amount of money, exactly. especially if you go into overtime or if you go into like uh, additional days of editing, or if you go into additional days of shooting or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. you have to outline those line items. And then Dave also had a great point. He says, um, that he's been working this into a lot of his invoices that he's been doing lately. If he cracks a deal with someone, do you want to get into that? Yes. Yeah, it's simple. I think this, that I love that what you said. And I think this kind of plays off that, which is, um, <clears throat> you know, when you're, when you, 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 someone approaches you for a job and you're like, how much would you charge for X, Y, Z? And you're like, this is my rate for that. And they'd be like, Oh man, we don't really have that much. You know what I mean? And then you do the whole back and forth dance where you're like, okay, do I want to work with this person? Yes. Okay. Are you, could you do this? And they're like, Oh yeah, I think we could do that. Or maybe you have to come down a little lower, whatever it is. And then when you're making the invoice, you're putting like those services that you you're giving them and then you're putting their price on it. And it's, almost like you're telling them like, that's what I charge for this, which is not because you told them it was this rate. And a lot of times you want to project to your clients, like you want them to understand that if you're coming down for them, you're coming down for them. And it's not like an every time thing. Right. right? So then um, I've seen it done and I started implementing it where it's like, okay, if if, let's say the rate is, we'll just use $200, right? If, if it's $200 and but they're gonna get you for a hundred. It's like my rate for this is two hundred dollars, and you're getting a discount of negative one hundred dollars. So the total invoice is a hundred, which you can put on the invoice. Yeah, you can put in. Saying. Basically, you put a line item that's negative to show them that they're getting you at a discount, and so that way in the future you're already sending that message that you came down for them, but they can't expect to come to you next time and always pay you a hundred because. Right your rate is 200. Right, exactly. Yeah, no, that's solid. I think that's super important. But just make sure to outline anything that they're buying on this list and just make it clear as fuck. And it's pretty easy. Yeah, I think also another thing too is sometimes, you know, you want to be forthcoming with like everything up front so you deal with like the least amount of like back and forth emailing that takes time. So sometimes they might ask you to, like maybe there's a purchase order associated with your invoice and you gotta reflect that. And if you don't, then they're gonna send it back to you three days later and be like, oh, you didn't include this. Or your address isn't on there like we talked about earlier. Or maybe, you know, you didn't send your W-9 or you need to put, include your bank account number or there's some note you need to include on the invoice to like, for them that need and like, you just wanna have all that information up front so you send it and the process starts. You, you wanna know? know another thing that I used to do with the Photoshop days? Right. <clears throat> like say I had a client that was reoccurring I would uh, like, okay, so my invoice number would be like 1,010 and and I did the job with them. And then we kept working together, but maybe I wasn't getting enough, a bunch of clients around that one client. So technically they'd be 1,011, but I would change it to like 1,025 just to make it look like I had a bunch of jobs in between. Yo, that's hilarious. You know what? (laughs) 
That's that's hilarious. Because you know what I do? Move. You know what I do? I do like I do the numbering based on the client. So it'll be like, for example, let's say it's like uh, Universal Music Group or whatever. So it's UMG, and then the first time I work with them is UMG zero zero one. And so then if I work with them five times, it's UMG zero zero. It's like five, and that's how I keep track of like, you know, oh like <clears throat> last year for taxes or whatever. Like I work with Free Enjoy. Like how many times I work with them? Oh, like six times. Right. And it. I have FJ zero zero one two three four five six, and that's how you keep track on your th- your end. But then you're like, yeah, you, UMG two thousand and two. We've worked. I would good. <laughs> I would do that all the time because I would work with these clients doing the Google shit and or even out here. I think when I first got started, it was like you want to portray that you're working right? right, and so like you finally get one client and then they're gonna come back to you and you're like hell yeah, and when they come back to you, you're like. I don't want them to see that this is one zero zero two when they got one zero zero one. They paid me the last time. My oh, fuck! I need to make it look like I did a job since then. It's been a month. You know what I mean? But right. really, you're just sitting here trying to figure out how you're gonna get another job from anyone, let alone it be them. And yeah. then you finally secure it. And you're like, all right, cool. I'm gonna make them look. And I guarantee you, no one gives ever looks at nah, that shit. Because that that's mostly for your records. That's like a reference <laughs> to the invoice. It is, but it's funny that's as hell. Funny. But if you do see it pop up, and you're like, oh, okay, cool. They be working. This dude got two thousand jobs in one day. All right, that's dope. <laughs> <laughs> that shit's so funny, That's man. I, these things used to look. It, it was it was pretty dope, honestly. What I what I used to make, but um. All right, cool. That wraps it up. I know we we'll definitely do an uh one about estimates because I feel like that's worth talking about too. Um. Let us know in the comments if you have any other questions about this shit. We'll make sure to answer here on YouTube. Um. As you know, we always end our morning roast with the question of the day from our Patreon community. So if you have a chance, um, if you want to have a chance to have your question asked on this podcast, we will answer it. Go to jointhehomies.com and ask a question in our private Discord channel. The question of today comes from MelloMinH. I don't know what your username is, but it looks like that. I'm, I might I might say it's MelloMin. MelloMin? MelloMini? Uh, he says, hi, beautiful people. I have a question about payments. If you are working in-house for a music venue, let's say the House of Blues, how much would you normally charge the client, the house per show? If so, why and what benefits do you provide them? I think that's the question you got to ask yourself first and foremost is what benefits are you going to provide them right. for that job? Me having worked when I first got started, I was working in a music venue in Iowa and uh, I was the in-house videographer, photographer, and I would get paid hourly for that shit because I didn't know what I was doing. And so I would make 10 bucks an hour maybe. That's crazy. <laughs> is that crazy? I don't remember what it was, $10 to come through and I would go to every show and I would shoot every show and I would provide them with tons of photos with their big ass logo in the corner that we could put on Facebook and all this shit. So all my, all my photos were up there and I never really got, I think my, I had credit, but it didn't mean shit cause I didn't know what I was doing. But, um, that I came to them offering them that I actually came to offer them to, for me to be a runner so that I could go buy groceries and shit for these bands that were coming through. Cause I thought that was cool. Did you want to like possibly meet them and shit? I don't know. I just thought or it was like cool to writers. be a part of like, yeah, yeah, that behind the scenes shit. And then they're like, well, do you want to do like, we need videos. And I was like, yeah, I could do videos too. And, and be a runner and like, and be a runner yeah. and also produce the shows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, say all the shit. And they're like, all right, well, let's just start with this. I did a runner for one day. And then I was like, dude, I didn't, I can't, I don't know where any of this shit is. I don't know what this vegan cheese is. I, we, I don't, I'm not meant for this job yeah, anymore. Like yeah. fuck that. And, uh, yeah, but anyway, um, like if I was going to approach house of blues right now and try to like become their in-house photographer, you should de- definitely listen to the Danilo episode because he did this with a lot of the local venues in DC. Um, I thought that was good. There's good insight there, but, uh, 
I think I would just try to find, you know, what's the purpose for both of you? Are you just trying to get in and shoot shows to build your resume or are you already a beast and you know that you could work with them to build their marketing department, help them establish and sell more tickets, use photos from past shows that will be good for banners and promo and things like that. What's that worth to you? What's I, I was I think I think at the base yeah, much time. At the base money. level, it's like I don't know if you're a photographer or you do video on this, but let's say Let's talk either one. Let's say you're just a video person to make it simple. And you let's say you're trying to get into this venue and you want to shoot videos for them. Essentially, you approach them with a price <clears throat> that I imagine with this, it would be more so like one inclusive price that includes you're coming out to shoot one singular show and you're turning around a, a, an edit. Right. What is that value worth to you? It's different for anyone. I don't know how much experience you have or how much budget House of Blues has. Are, the, are you trying to break in? Or are you someone that works regularly and you're trying to pitch them on bringing them better videos? But I think for a venue, it's more so like if you're a photographer, <clears throat> you'd be like, okay, it's going to cost this much for me to come in and I'm going to give you an album of 20 edited delivered photos. If you're a videographer, you'd be like, I'm going to come through, I'm going to shoot, and I'm also going to turn around a one minute IG recap edit of the show and put a price on that. And that's the package that you're providing them. If you do both, you could say, which I used to do, you'd be like, I'm shooting photo and video you're gonna get a 20 like at least 20 edited final photos the next morning and you'll get a video within three to five days or yeah, whatever package it out that's and sick. then that's the, that's the price and then if you wanted to build like to line out it about you could say it costs x amount for shooting and x amount for editing but i think for some of these venues you're just like tell them a price and it includes you're gonna shoot and you're gonna edit and you're gonna turn around photos and then have work to show them i think that's a great idea um Make sure that your packages are set up to be like you—you uh, uh, you want to push them to go for the more expensive. What, do you, what do you like you, this look? What are you doing right now? Bro? I think I was just wondering. I was cold earlier, so I did this shit, and then I did it again just now, and I think I look fly, huh? Yeah, for Thanks. sure, bro. Thanks, bro. Um, you should be watching on YouTube if you're listening on audio, just to so, see what. Just I to finish about. real quick, you were saying something about packages. What were you saying? Yeah, I think I think the importance is is finding a way to create the package. If you're gonna create a package, like, hey, for you know, a hundred dollars, I'll do this. For hundred fifty dollars, I'll do this. You want to make them different enough to make them want to pay for the top tier. You know and, what I mean? And like, also, I you don't want to make your pack like, I would be hesitant if you're like a photog- photographer, videographer, and you're like, okay, for five hundred, I'll shoot photos, and for uh, fifteen hundred, I'm just throwing out numbers, I'll shoot video and photo, right? And then they're like, oh, we only need photos. And then you, you're like lower capping yourself. Yeah, you it's like what you really want to do video. So just make sure you're setting it up. Like I would look at a house of blues and you're like, oh, it seems like they have a lot of photographers um, and people like, what don't they have and what kind of provide? Oh, maybe they're not doing more like longer form stuff. Right. And you'll be like, yo, I'll offer this price. I'll come and shoot and I'll create like a, like a more Facebook YouTube driven edit with this and that or right. whatever. Um, yo, before we end, I want to shout out uh, our latest Patreon member. Antonio Lattimore. I don't know if I said your last name, but shout out to you for joining the Patreon squad. G, you're you're now a uh, homie. Um, what's the shit called? <laughs> the homie. homie for sure. Damn, I was like, am I saying this right? Homie for sure, which means that you are invited to our live stream that we're doing um, on the 26th with Kavika. So if you haven't heard about it yet, this is I'll probably be the first thing to announce it right here. Um, we're doing a live stream. We're testing a new platform that we do it in where you can tap in and you can join the chat. It's not on YouTube or anything. It's like a private one for Patreon members. Um, but we're doing an introduction to VFX. That's the name of this whole thing with a VMA award winning VFX artist Kavika Bonis. Um, we're going to dive into 
a couple different topics and discuss it live with you guys and then do a dope Q and a where you can, we're going to be able to actually have you like hop in video chat and talk to me and Kavika, um, and do an exclusive Q and a. So if you're interested in that, you should go to join the homies.com, patreon.com slash black with no cream, whatever one you prefer. And, um, sign up now to register and save your seat. That'd be cool. Anything else? Nothing. Just shout out to the homie Isaac. Have we shouted him out or is that old? Oh, no, that's, yeah, Isaac left a review on iTunes. Yeah, so thank you. Thank you to Isaac for leaving us a dope review. DM us for stickers, and that's it. I think we got an episode coming up this Sunday with a rapper named Jero, and <clears throat> he's coming up right now. Someone put him on our radar, and I remember... Yeah, his name's LeBron James. I remember <laughs> I remember, uh, I remember. remember getting put on to him because uh, his song was used in a LeBron James. Like, LeBron James was fucking with him, and he was. I think he was using, like, an ad, like uh, a LeBron NBA, James NBA video. Life. And it was an NBA Live. So, Dope. shout out. Yeah, stoked to do that interview. All right, cool. That's it. New episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. We'll see you in a few days, you bitch.